We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Futek of College Football News. Pete, Happy New Year. How you doing, my friend? You, you think I know who's playing in all these bowl games? This is like the nuttiest bowl season ever. Because you've got all these teams you're trying to like half the players aren't playing in the good ones. And it's trying to figure out okay, who and what uniforms are gonna do what against the other team in what uniforms. But yeah, this is this has been kind of crazy. All right. I think one of the times we've talked about this, one of my bowl system ideas was to take like twenty of the bowls and turn it into a group of five playoff system. Um, so just have it like 26 teams, 28 teams, whatever, and allow that to be the group of five champion if they aren't into the playoffs. Uh, my idea, though, I've, I've, I've updated it. The, the winning team gets like $10 million. I mean, the players get to split yeah. like $10 million or something ridiculous like that. Can I get you on board with fixing the bowl system with my great group of five idea? The problem with that is I think the, the system is going to take care of that itself. That, that with some, At some point, you're going to get Gatorade or Nike or Honda or whoever it's going to be or Dr. Pepper that's going to say, look, quarterback of XYZ State, you know, you're playing in this bowl game because you're under contract and you're, uh, you know, we, we're going to promote Dr. Pepper, blah, 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 and you're part of your $150,000 deal or whatever it is. So that might take care of itself that way. And in terms of your group of five idea, that's what the expanded college football playoff should end up fixing. Because part of the problem is we've got all these games that unless you bet, I mean, these are gambler's paradise here, but God bless you if you're trying to figure these out. Uh, but other than that, like, does the average fan watching Minnesota Syracuse right now with, you know, your full you know, intent and, uh, and fury? Not really. I mean, no one's even showing up to that game in Syracuse. And uh, I'm sorry, in the Bronx. So uh, it, it's hard to get those games excited. It's hard to get people fired back up for the college football playoff because it loses steam. We have this great end of the regular season. It's always amazing, always fun. And then you got what five, six weeks before you have to wait for the playoff. It's just, it's just dead before we see all the good teams again. So part of the thing that should change here is when we get the expanded playoff, you're going to get a first round. I think it's going to be two weeks after the end of the regular season. So some of those minor bowls then kind of lead up to that. So you at least get games that matter in the middle of December, and then it just sort of bridges the gap a little bit. Pete, let's get to the Kevin Warren news. There's a report out there that he is uh, in serious contention for the CEO job of the Chicago Bears. Considering the timing, would Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten be more of a positive or a negative for the conference? Oh, negative. Look what he did. Look, I, I think everyone, especially Ohio State fans, oh, well, you know, we handled 2020 and you know COVID and all that. He just, that, that dude just got uh, like a billion dollar TV deal. He was able to land USC and UCLA and pretty much trump whatever the SEC is doing with Oklahoma and Texas business wise. 
And it's kind of a given that if the Big Ten really wants to, and it seems like it might at some point, it's going to say, you know what, we want the Phoenix market. We're going to get Arizona State. We want the Seattle market. And Oregon. We're going to go get Oregon and, and Washington. We can pretty much go get anybody we want. And they, he's reestablished the Big Ten as the biggest uh, player on the block business-wise of all the conferences. I mean, the SEC is obviously always going to be, you know, it just means more in football and all that. But now, when it comes to reach, coast-to-coast, TV markets, media markets, and what the Big Ten is, he has taken this thing to a whole other level, and so it's a negative. I mean, now he's, he's put the wheels in motion for whoever takes over this gig next, but he's left this thing that Jim Delaney was able to push at the beginning, and then uh, he's able to take this thing and make it even more of a business powerhouse. All right, Pete, let's get to the Peach Bowl, Ohio State and Georgia here. And I'm actually going to ask you a question about Ryan Day because we talked about uh, this idea that Ohio State is is championship or bust this year. And I, I tend to believe that they are because Ohio State fans are insane. But does any coach in college football need their first national championship more than Ryan Day? Uh, he's up there, and it's insane because, like, seriously, what what else do you reasonably want? I mean, it's not fair to say that every year you have to win a national championship. And the fact that, look, Ryan Day – yeah, losing to Michigan is the, is the thing. I mean, obviously, you don't do that twice and make Ohio State fans happy because you know this better than I do. I, I'm seriously not joking, and I've mentioned this before. Ohio State could beat Georgia and then go out and beat Michigan 45 nothing in the national championship, and there's still going to be Buckeyes fans to be like, yeah, Ryan Day lost to Michigan. Like, it's like, it's just not, it's a, not a fair argument to have. But no, I mean, like, fine, you're, he's only bringing great recruiting classes. This is all going to continue. Ohio State's going to continue to be one of those handful of teams that every year is going to be in the discussion for the national championship. And all you can reasonably ask for out of any college football head coach at that level, whether it be Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley coming forward at this point, get your team to the college football playoff. Get into that four-team thing. And then, look, crazy things happening. It's, Ohio State could be 2019 Alabama. You know, it could be 2014 Ohio State. You let them in. You know, they got into this little mini tournament. They can win it. It's, it's not a crazy thought that they can beat Georgia. They've got the talent to do it, and they could certainly hang with or beat Michigan in a rematch. So uh, I, I think the expectations are always reasonable that it is Ohio State National Championship or bust because that's just where this program has been. And to his credit – they did a whole lot to get the program there. Pete, which playoff game is better suited for an upset this year? Oh, easily the Peach. I mean, I, I, I will not be shocked if Ohio State wins. I've said this to you guys before. Like, there are three and a half teams in college football with the same NFL talent level. There's Alabama, there's Georgia, there's Ohio State, and there's the USC offense. Even with some of the missing parts on Ohio State, they can still absolutely hang position for position uh, with Georgia if C.J. Stroud gets hot, if that offense gets moving. You know, Georgia's been very, very, very good this year. I don't think the SEC's been quite as strong as everyone seems to be in love with uh, and think it is. They've got the guys. Ohio State can absolutely win this. Uh, if TCU, TCU is not going to beat Michigan. If it does, I will be absolutely stunned. Remember, in the eight years of this college football playoff thing so far, the undercard in, the, in seven of the first eight, 
were all decided by 17 points or more, and they were all ugly, and they were all blowouts, and we've never had that sort of outlier, you know, Washington or Cincinnati or Notre Dame or, you know, the team that, oh, look, isn't that cute? They're in this college football playoff. They've never come close in this thing yet. I don't think TCU's coming close against Michigan either. Given what you're saying about the Big Ten, and, and I, I tend to agree with you on the SEC as well, uh, specific to this year, it, what's better for the Big Ten? Michigan winning the national title or Ohio State winning the national title? Oh, Michigan by far. I mean, you know, either one's fine, uh, but for the Big Ten as a brand, it, it kind of doesn't matter if, if it's because if it's Michigan, Ohio State playing for the national title, they're good no matter what. Uh, but no, it's you don't want to have that perception of okay, well, the Big Ten is Ohio State and everyone else, which it really kind of is. But Michigan winning would would show that, that it is possible. It is, you know, okay, USC, you're coming into this thing in a couple of years. You're going to be right at that level, too, where the expectations are going to be national championship or at least, you know, high-end college football playoff or bust. UCLA's certainly gotten better and improved. You know, look at what's happening in Wisconsin. Luke Fickle, they're looking to finally tweak that enough to, to go from being very, very good to actually being up in that level. And so you've got all these different programs which are now thinking, okay, well, look what Michigan was able to do. They got the offensive line right. The defense has been great. Jim Harbaugh has been finally able to put this thing together. It is possible to do that at one of these mega programs. And so if Michigan can do that, that would kind of be one of those things that kind of becomes the, you know, the inspiration for the rest of the Big Ten. If Ohio State wins the national championship, great for the Big Ten. Obviously, you know, obviously amazing for Ohio State no matter what. But it also kind of says, oh, well, it's just kind of Ohio State and everyone else in this conference. All right, Pete, I'm going to be front runner as hell for this entire uh, segment because obviously we have uh, Alabama and uh, uh, Alabama in the in a lesser playoff game, or sorry, a lesser bowl game. We've got Clemson and Tennessee in the Orange Bowl in a matchup of six and seven. Of those two power programs, Alabama or Clemson, which fans of those programs should be living in their fears more right now? Uh, living that things are going to start falling off the map? Yes. Is it, oh, definitely Clemson. Cause, I mean, Clemson's got the advantage of being in the ACC, where you don't have to be that great. And even this year, had they, not, had they beaten South Carolina, they're in the college football playoff and Ohio State isn't. So it's easier to get there uh, and beat Clemson. But Dabo's just not buying into any part of the NIL world, any part of the transfer portal, any part of the modern era of college football. And that's going to prove very, very costly. On the flip side, Alabama just put together, you know, the if not the technical greatest recruiting class ever, according, you know, since we've started doing this in the internet age, uh, probably number two behind last year's Texas A&M team. And they've embraced it. They figured out under Saban, they've been you know, like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And then they go out and make sure doc, uh, that Bryce Young has a Dr. Pepper deal and all his other guys are making a ton of money. And it's a system where, look, Will Anderson's going to play in this bowl game. Bryce Young's going to play in this bowl game. They, Alabama's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if Nick Saban does, then Lane Kiffin comes in and it keeps on going. Pete, great stuff, buddy. Happy New Year, and uh, I think we'll be talking next week maybe about Ohio State in the national title I, game. We'll see. I wouldn't, again, I'm not shocked. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger and say, yeah, Ohio State's going to win this, but I'm, I'll, I'll say they'll cover. I'll take it. Be good, buddy. Thanks so much. Later. Pete Futek was awesome in the last segment, and I always love because Pete is – I just like because Pete – Pete is one of the college football fans that, or, or media members that thinks outside the box. Uh, one of the things I hate, I don't want to say hate, hate's a strong word. I, I don't hate a lot. I hate Nazis. Okay, that's about all I hate. 
It might be a few more things like um, black licorice. Hate black licorice and Nazis. But as it pertains to college football media, you can't think outside the box with most of these guys because they continue, oh, college football is about tradition and amateurism is, uh, amateurism is, uh, the the scholarship is, that's all a kid needs and it's all stupid and it's all regionalism and tribalism and quite frankly, I actually think it's held back college football. I think one of the best thing that's going to happen to college football is that, especially with the way the Big Ten is playing it, um, you're going to have all these big markets have the focus of the Big Ten and have a, have a, have a super conference built of supermarkets. That didn't sound right. Huge markets in the United States. It's going to make college football feel less regional, which I think is important. Like, uh, the way they talk about college football in Charlotte, completely different than the way we talk college football here. Now, some of that is we're not a college football town. We have a lot of Ohio State fans here. We have some Michigan fans here. I'm sure there are people who went to either Indiana or Purdue or some other Big Ten school or even some school outside the Big Ten. They went to Cincinnati. Maybe went to a Mac school like me. This is not a great college football market. But the key to markets like this is is really being on the 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 national stage more the way the Big Ten is attacking so what I what I mean all of this to say Pete thinks differently than most traditional college football media or college football fans he's not in, in, afraid to embrace the weird and I think it's interesting I agree with him on Ryan Day I agree, the idea that uh, Ryan Day needs a national title is a little bit obscene a little bit far-fetched but the reality is that's how college football fans think and I think it's interesting the idea of Kevin Warren leaving being an all-in-all bad thing for the Big Ten Keith and Pete Futek have kind of sold me on this I think it's the timing that hurts the most right like if if Kevin Warren were to take the Chicago Bears CEO job um, like in like two weeks, it's going to take them probably three months, probably somewhere in that to find a new commissioner in that time. If I'm the sec, I'm, I'm pilfering, whether it's the ACC, the big 12, the rest of the pac 12, I make my move. Cause that's cause that and the first six months of the new commissioner are when they're the weakest, go back and look at how weak the ACC the Pac-12, and the Big Ten were during the pandemic. If that pandemic struck today and Kevin Warren started the same time and George Kalyakov struck the same time, or started the same time, same thing with Jim Phillips, the fallout from the pandemic in college athletics would have been completely different. The, the, the bargaining power on the expansion of the playoffs would have played completely differently. It was the timing of the pandemic that was so destructive at, at the moment and the decisions they made for the Big Ten and for the Pac-12 and for the ACC. In long term, it had huge consequences for the ACC and for the Pac-12. For the Big Ten, it doesn't matter because the Big Ten is just it, its just such a monstrosity. It allowed Kevin Warren to make mistakes in real time and survive them. And the conference wasn't overall harmed. Did not work that way for the Pac-12 and the ACC. 
we're coming up. The next two years are maybe the most important time to have continuity for a power conference like the Big 12, or like the Big 10 or the SEC. It's only a matter of time for the Big 12 and the ACC and the Pac-12 before they're just absorbed. And it's really a matter of brass tacks. Do we have uh, a power three or do we have a power two? Those things are all just, it's just, it's the devil's in the details. But for Ohio State to come out on top on that, from the business sense, and then eventually the football sense, Kevin Warren staying would be huge, huge for the Big Ten. If I'm the Big Ten, I give that guy, I give the guy the Goodell treatment. You want a private plane of $50 million a year? You're here for the next five years. Put it in ink, no more interviews. I, I think it's that important, this next stretch of two to three to four years. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.